Thank you for that, Edward. Just going to pray, Lord, pray, pray, Lord, that my thoughts and words will help us as we read these words again and as we grow in our own faith. Amen. Amen. So this week we're continuing with the plot line from the Bible that outdoes EastEnders. We're following on from similar shocking and surprising events that David preached about last Sunday with his conclusion that God can use all, ve- all events for good, no matter how challenging they may seem at the time. In tonight's first scene, we have Abraham and Sarah close up, intense conversation. The script editors have been hard at work. Our translation says mocking. Others may use laughing for Sarah's observation of Hagar's son, creating a play on words, linking back to verse 6 from last week, when Sarah said of the birth of Isaac, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Now, however, she feels that many are laughing at her rather than with her. Whose idea was it that Abraham should have this child with Hagar? Back in chapter 16, we were told that although God had promised Abraham that his own son would be his heir and that his descendants would be more than the number of stars, because they were getting even older themselves, Sarah suggested Abraham have a child with Hagar, her maid, and Abraham agreed, the result being Ishmael, born when Abraham was 86. Returning to today's episode, Sarah is not just concerned now with the mockery, but there's also the issue of the inheritance. And the child of a servant had a right to a share of the inheritance. Now, with Isaac as their own son, Sarah asks or as it tells or commands, that Abraham remove Hagar and her son, who you may notice in the reading didn't actually get his name mentioned at all, from the family settlement. So such a child of a servant or slave could give up their right to the inheritance, their settlement, in return for their freedom, But in this instance, it appears to be more of an enforced freedom with the associated loss of inheritance. And at this point, the drumbeat comes at the end of our episode of EastEnders. Next episode. Rather than simply following Sarah's request without any thought, Abraham is concerned for his son Ishmael. God reassures Abraham and asks him to do what Sarah has asked, with the added caveat that whilst Abraham's descendants will be numbered through Isaac, Hagar's son will also be the father of a nation, as he's still Abraham's son. This nation, Ishmael's descendants, are considered by Jewish and Islamic tradition to be the ancestors of the nations of the Arabian Peninsula potentially creating an interesting spin-off series from the one that we're reading about now. And also it's an interesting thought when we consider that God has promised that all nations will be blessed through Abraham's seed and God's bigger plan for Israel, Egypt, the Arabian Peninsula and the whole world through Jesus 
a storyline that's still being played out and whose conclusion we eagerly await. Panning the camera back onto Abraham and Hagar, Abraham provides food and a skin of water, and off Hagar and Ishmael go into the desert of Beersheba. It's only a couple of verses later in the written narrative, and the water's gone and the heat's intense. Hagar puts Ishmael under a bush for shade and turns away. She doesn't want to watch him die. As the boy cries, an angel speaks to Hagar and confirms to her what God has already told Abraham, saying, Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. God provides with a well for water, and they're able to carry on their lives. The end of this next episode. So, the messages that I can see from these two episodes. This whole sequence of events starts when Sarah and Abraham are waiting for God's promise to them to be fulfilled. In fact, it seems so implausible to them at their age that this will ever happen. So they make human plans to help God out. And it's this human intervention that causes the complexities which then come to the fore and complicate matters so much. So here's a straightforward message. God often sets plans in motion or makes promises which will be fulfilled, but in his time. That isn't to say we shouldn't make human plans using our God-given capabilities, but we need to be clear of the limits and the boundary between what are our human plans and what is God's bigger plan. And following God's plan may well involve waiting. Personally, this is the story behind my going forward for lay ministry in 2021. I first had a call from God to ministry about 15 years ago, which although I acted on it at the time, it was put to one side, only to come back to the surface after Susan and I had been through a number of different circumstances and finally led to Cambridge and to All Saints of Shelford. The second message I take from the passage so far is that wherever we may end up on our life's journey, possibly through no fault of our own, as Hagar finds herself and Ishmael in the desert, God is there with us. We may take a different path in life from what we might consider ideal. But God isn't sitting on that ideal path waiting for us to find our own way back to him. He's with us on our own journey, on all the diversions, on all the excursions. And he is and will be with us wherever that journey takes us. And that could be the end of this talk, except there's one more scene. Abimelech, king of Gerar, which was a Philistine territory, and Abimelech, who we met last week when Abraham pretended that Sarah was his sister rather than his wife, comes back and looks for Abraham to ask him to promise not to deal falsely with him as the king or with his descendants for as long as Abraham lives in their land. To seal this treaty, Abraham gives Abimelech sheep and cattle. 
Abraham then brings up a dispute over who's dug a particular well. Was it Abraham or was it Abimelech's men? Abraham states his point and hands over an additional seven ewe lambs as witness that he dug the well. The treaty is made. Abraham and Abimelech swear an oath and name the place Beersheba, playing on words again, the words well, seven, and to swear an oath. Abimelech heads off, and Abraham calls on the Lord, and then lives a long time in the land of the Philistines. The observations in this final scene. Abraham calls on the Lord at the point that this notable agreement is reached. Abraham is free in this land to worship and call on his God. And God is fundamental to Abraham's life. It's also evident in this passage when Sarah is asking for Hagar and Ishmael to be encouraged to leave that Abraham again looks for God's assurance. And it's God's assurance that convinces Abraham that this is the course of action he should take. And here we have God looking after Abraham's interests, both with those who curse him or present a threat to him, as in Ishmael's actions and the potential of mockery, and those who support him, as Abimelech did, by showing that he understood that Abraham was a man worthy of respect. Don't miss next week's episode. So, in summary, the points that I would take from the passages that we've read, passage that we've read, and the three episodes within it. Watch and listen for God's plans for you. Be prepared to wait, but at the same time, don't be surprised if things happen quickly. Be assured that God is with you at all times and in all places. Call on God, both in times of trouble and in times of rejoicing. Check that God is fundamental to your life. Watch, listen, and be prepared for God's bigger plan for the whole of creation. Thank you. And just finish with a short prayer. Lord, give us patience to watch and listen for you. Give us the patience to wait for your time. And give us the ability to actually see when you're ready to work in us. Give us the assurance that you are with us. Lord, we pray that you will be fundamental, that you will be in our hearts as we watch and listen and wait for your bigger plan for the whole of creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much, Neil. Uh, As we've just said, we are watching and listening to the Lord, and we will reflect on that with our hymn, Lead Us, Heavenly Father, Lead Us, 
uh, which we can listen to and use this as a chance to meditate further on that passage. Uh, it was wonderful this week to have the liberation to be able to sit on the bench with somebody from another house uh, legally and talk to them and have a cup of coffee together. Uh, in all other respects, the lockdown is still in operation, so I'm afraid I must remind you at the end of this service to depart rapidly uh, from the back, ideally, and please not to mingle. Um, but get on the phone afterwards and have a chat to somebody, and that would be a great thing to do. In the meantime... The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, establish, strengthen, and settle us in the faith. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with us and remain with us always. Amen.